the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hi, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I'm so excited to be here again. I have yet another amazing guest this week, another one of my friends. I keep calling in on all my friends because, well, I guess everybody realizes why I'm so grateful when they hear these guests and be like, really, you hang out with them? But I really, I get to uh, from time to time. And um, this woman, Angela Mader, you may have heard, well, I'm sure you've heard of her amazing company, FitLock. Uh, her fit books were what she started her company with. It popped up all over the place these days. She's an amazing entrepreneur. She uses philosophy to redefine how people can integrate fitness into their life and change the shape of our world. So we will get to her in a little bit and I'll tell you more about her. But first, I want to have a little serious conversation with you that really is about having it all, though at first glance it might not sound it. I would love for you to think this morning about how you spend your time online. I know we all know that you shouldn't be in your in front of, should, I, I hate the word should, but you shouldn't be in front of your computer all day long because it's a waste of time, you're not being active, you know, and I know, I get sucked into Facebook. I mean, I obviously have to be on there a significant amount of time to make sure that I'm allowing you into my life and all of that. But I think a lot of people get tempted into the rabbit hole of negativity there, whether it be, you know, there's something in your life that you want. Like, I mean, I'll admit it. When I see engagements pop up every 15 seconds, it doesn't exactly make me feel amazing. And while I'm happy for everybody else, I'm sort of like, huh, how is everybody else making this happen? And I haven't yet. Um, not that I'm all about getting married, but you get it. And I know some people, you know, women trying to have children, they might see babies popping up. And so one, are you spending too much time? And what percentage of that time is super positive and what percentage of it is negative? And if you're a person who's ever put a negative comment to someone on there, I would really ask you to visit like what is going on with that? Because every minute that you spend time taking time out of your day to say something negative to someone else is taking away from you. And I mean, I think it's funny sometimes, you know, I'll make a flip comment like, oh, some days I wish I chose mom, like meaning be a mom if I've had a really rough day in this industry. And it it's not about, I think being a mom is easy. It's absolutely not. It's just something I've always wanted. Uh, so when I say those things and then I get like tons of hate and women telling me that I don't know what it's like and I don't know how much time it takes and how busy they are and all those things. And my response back is always, how do you have time to say mean things to me? Um, and again, like I, 
we all have our path and I know being a mom is difficult and I know that, you know, some days I'm the luckiest person in the world because I'm hanging out with Angela and talking to all you and other days they're more challenging. But so when people make comments, like sometimes I think they come from a place that isn't how people take them. And it's really easy to get fired up and fire back. And as I said, in order to really have it all in life, like I can honestly say that I have never said anything negative online ever to someone, you know, like a personal type thing. And there have been one or two times where someone said something that upset me. And if it's something that really upset me and I have some sort of relationship with that person or I normally think that they're such an amazing role model, I literally will send them a private message and just be like, hey, curious what you meant by that. It kind of came across like X, Um, you know, and in both cases, I got these lovely responses back. So uh, as I said, just be really careful about that because, I mean, it's every minute that you're taking time away from your goals and what you want to do something like that, it's just completely counterproductive. And if someone makes some stupid comment or, you know, there's this man who's constantly heckling me, I think it's funny. I finally like said to him and like, he literally constantly tells me that I know nothing and that I'm not qualified. And, you know, it's so funny. He's like, so what you've helped, you know, ex people lose weight. Like what's your degree and stuff like that. And, and I've written back, you know, I wrote back once and I'm like, I'm sorry you feel that way. But, um, you know, I, I do have hours of education and while I'm not a doctor, I'm not giving doctor info. But I just think it's so funny that he's so obsessed with trying to make me feel bad. And I just know that that's an unhappy person. So don't be that unhappy person. Be the happy person and have it all. Okay, now with that, I am going to bring on Angela. Uh, As I said, she just had this brilliant philosophy brainstorm. I don't know about you, but... When I use a journal, I don't use journals as much as I could, to be honest. But when I do, it's always a fit book. I ha- and I give them as gifts because I love them so much. And I love the gratitude that comes behind them. Uh, Angela now has her fit books in retailers such as Target, Walgreens, and Amazon. She consults with schools and healthcare organizations and even Fortune 1000 companies to implement results-driven wellness programs. And she's taken which was once her own battle, which I am so excited to hear about. We were just chatting that, like, we met through Kim Lyons, who's one of the trainers on Biggest Loser, for those who don't know, or was, and uh, at a conference, and we instantly hit it off. We both have Christian values and so many other things. And then we were hanging out as girlfriends and, you know, we talk entrepreneurship and we talk girlfriend, but somehow we never really talked about each other's personal stories. So I'm super excited to hear that today. Angela, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Devin. I am beyond excited to be here. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk um, more about everything that that we probably never even touched on. (laughs) I know. Well, why don't you tell us? I mean, okay, so I should say... That, you know, I, if I didn't know you and I just saw you online and first of all, you're gorgeous and super fit. (laughs) And then you, you know, you look at all the places you've had fit book. You have this huge empire. You've transformed tons of lives. Like I would be like, wow, she has it all. And I do believe that you do knowing you closely. But, you know, I think that one of the things I would love to learn is I know that it has not been an easy journey for 
for you. So could you tell us a little bit about like what it was like for you when you started and what the impetus was for starting Fitlosophy? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think your intro to the, the show today actually just hits home for me and, and I'll absolutely get to your question. But, you know, I, I think that we just have to be so careful of what we see on social media. Like, and thank you for your sweet comments. But likewise, you know, people look at you and, and, and you have this amazing career and you're beautiful and all these things. But I think you and I both know as friends, you know, you know, we have to be careful of building up this, this ideal of what we think people have because of social media, because frankly, it, it's a highlight reel. And yeah. And I think um, you're so spot on on that. So thank you for, you know, kind of bringing light to that. But but to answer your question, yeah, I mean, the, the impetus and the, the reason behind, you know, starting philosophy was actually one of my own struggles. Um, and, and I think we actually have very similar paths in, in that, you know, at one point we did really struggle with our weight. And for me, it was starting at the age of um, 14 13, 14, and that was a long time ago, Devin. Um, <laughs> no, uh, we're, we're just 29. I don't know if people have heard me say I, this before, but in Hollywood, you can never be too rich or too 29. So I'm, right. I'm 29, and I know you are too. Yeah, I've been 29 for a really long time. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, so, you know, starting as a teenager, um, you know, there were a lot of things that, you know, young girls deal with. And so one thing, you know, the way that I handled um, stress and chaos in my life was, um, you know, developed a series of eating disorders. Um, You know, it started with anorexia and, you know, transformed into an anorexic, you know, exercise, you know, they call it exercise anorexia, where I would burn off everything that I, and I actually really have never talked in detail about this. I just, I have a blanket, you know, the PR statement, I battled Uh eating disorders for seven years, you know, (laughs) Uh but the truth is it was so much beyond that. And it it did blossom into, it's the wrong word, but into, you know, bulimia and went well into my early twenties and and through college. And it really was through the process of journaling that, that I was able to, I was actually forced to, in one of my recovery programs journal, but I was not allowed to journal my calories, which was like, ah, like for me, I lost that sense of control. But what I did find in the process is what was behind all of it. What was this obsessive need for control? What was this, you know, um, really unhealthy approach of, of looking at my body? And like you said earlier, you know, I have very strong Christian values and I was also reconnected with like, you know, my creator and like, God did not create me to be this, you know, so hard on something that, that he created, you know? And, and so it was through this process of journaling that I really kind of gained, um, you know, a better insight into my, my thoughts and my feelings. And, you know, that went on for a couple of years and I had my own journals and stuff like that. And then it wasn't until a little bit later, you know, my mid twenties that, you know, I thought, well, if this is something that's been helping me, um, maybe it could help somebody else. And it really did start that simply, you know, they say that all good things come out of a, a, a personal need. And that's how it started um, as far as the actual product. And from there, you know, it was actually, uh, you know, a, a really neat story I can tell you if you want, but like about how somebody found it at 24 Fitness. And we kind of, you know, I, I realized, yeah, somebody might buy this, which was kind of an aha moment for me. That's amazing. You know, what's funny. So part of what I love about doing this show is that 
I shared here in the first episode that I was actually an Overeaters Anonymous. And I think when people look at either of us, like they would never guess that. And you're right. It's that blanket media statement going back to, it's kind of funny that I did the intro that I did now because it was like, oh, I weighed 200 pounds as a 15 year old, push it aside, you know? And like, the truth is that that involved, as I said, is on the first episode, it involved, like I ended up in Overeaters Anonymous. I ended up in an emergency room, like in college. Um, I was supposed to go on a spring break trip and, you know, and I mean, and then I sort of had the same age journey as you too. I know you're even younger than I am, but, but it was the same thing. It was like in high school, college that I really struggled. And then by the time I turned 27, (laughs) two years ago, (laughs) or, or a lot more than that, um, I, you know, had kind of done the same thing, gone through recovery programs and done a lot of journaling also, also not about calories or food, um, and that really did transform. So thank you for sharing that here and being um, even, I don't I don't want to say honest, but even more honest and open. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think the transparency has become easier as I've gotten further past it. But one thing that, you know, I'm actually very honest and, and um, transparent about with the company. And I think it's why, you know, my my customers and and followers, I actually have a lot of people that, you know, email me directly, message me directly and feel like they can relate because, you know, I have a ton of people that are like, Hey, I'm battling, you know, my bulimia again, what do I do? And, and, you know, the anorexia is popping back up and, and I don't ever, like you said, or I don't, I'm not a doctor, but I have a really big heart for people that struggle because at the end of the day, it doesn't come down to really what you look like. Um, it, it, that is just the symptom of, of a much deeper problem that needs addressed. And so I feel like, you know, I I often say that I'm so grateful for my struggle because that's how I found my strength. And I feel like that's the platform and the purpose that God gave me to help other people. And I wouldn't even have the opportunity to do that if I never went through it myself. And and same with you. It's like, yeah, you, you battled something really tough. And, and, you know, I think about it like this, like, no, I'm not the only person to have ever struggled, but I do feel like I have an ambition and a desire to help change other people's lives. Like, you know, very similar to how you do as well, but just through different methods. And and I feel like that, um, that heart for that is what can truly help people. Um, I, you know, I never want to put myself on a, a platform and say, you know, I, I know how to fix this, but I know how to care. Right. Well, and just for people at home, like for those struggles, you know, we all go through struggles at time to time. And I wish I would have known back then, like what a gift my struggle was. I mean, at the time, it's like, you know, I was weighing myself 28 times a day and I was obsessed with this and I was obsessed with that. And, you know, it was really, really tough. And but now in retrospect, like exactly what you said, it is funny. Now I really understand why we're friends. <laughs> um, but it, it is it's like when you're going through something, that's the last place that you really want to go. But it's true. It's like get through this and then use it as a place to inspire. And I mean, I know we've all heard this a million times, but if there's no struggle, you never appreciate. Like I appreciate now that it's it's relatively easy for me. I mean, it's not easy. Like I still have to, it's only easy because I have the tools. Um, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, So, and then also interestingly, like it really is our mindset. I mean, you know, you had anorexia. I had, I mean, I was, you know, bulimia. Yeah. Right. Right. And, 
And so I was going to say, like, for me, the switch was somebody else, like, trying to kill herself who was gorgeous. And I was just like, whoa, what is she doing? And then I'm like, whoa, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah, you have that wake up moment of like, what am I doing with my life? And, and this is not why I was created. And, and I, and I think that if you can kind of connect to that, um, you know, and, and again, I think journaling was one part of it. You know, my faith was another part of it. I had a family that never gave up on me. I, you know, and, and I think our very like type A driven personalities, um, <laughs> we can take that and turn it into something positive. You know, my goal is like to help people understand that that doesn't have to find you and it doesn't have to be the end it could just be the beginning of something better wait we're type a <laughs> I, I don't have no clue what you're I'm talking joking. about <laughs> i'm joking it's so funny we uh, have to go to uh, to break in a minute here but this is perfect um it's a perfect segue because i mean you are just a powerhouse entrepreneur so when we come back i want to hear about your type a personality uh and how <laughs> that led to this awesome empire where you're in target and all other places well i can't wait to tell you (laughs) perfect this is the voice america influencers channel be inspired want to improve your health business and life just by listening to a radio show well we can at least move you in the right direction listen for spotlight the allison h larson show each week allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others from beauty to health to business and personal relationships we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion listen every tuesday at 10 a.m pacific time 1 p.m eastern on the voice america influencers channel i'm busy and so is my family leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore just ask my bathroom scale that all changed when i found freshly for less than ten dollars a meal freshly delivers six meals a week always fresh never frozen prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best freshest gluten-free ingredients the best part is the menu is always new and fresh just like the food and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast lunch or dinner and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes my family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so i eat healthy all day every day if you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout try out freshly.com today and save twenty dollars on your first order using coupon code vah639 at freshly.com your taste buds and your scale will thank you so save twenty bucks today with coupon code vah639 at freshly.com hear the stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america influencers you are listening to have it all with devin alexander to reach the show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. 
we're back with Angela Mader, who is the founder of the Philosophy Empire and uh, a dear friend of mine. You keep laughing. It's so funny. She's so humble, too. This is one of the other reasons I love her. Uh, but we were just talking about, I mean, come on, you're in Target and Walgreens and all these other places and you like work with Fortune uh, Fortune 1000 companies. And I mean, come on. But, you know, Angela is like from a small town and she's sweet. And so she just likes to chuckle when you say something nice about her um but basically we were talking about how her well well, both of our eating disorders led to our careers and uh we were about to hear how she decided um or like what were the first steps in turning what was your struggle in using your journaling which you knew you wanted to share with other people into this big big conglomeration you now have (laughs) yeah you know well and I laugh because you know uh anybody that owns a a business knows that it's, um, and and you know this as well, that, I mean, I don't think of it as an empire. I think of it as like, I've been doing this 10 years, you know, and it's, it's, there's good, good times and there are tough times. And just like we were talking about earlier, everything you see, um, is, is the highlight reel. And so it's, it's been a lot of work, but I mean, I'm very grateful. So I don't want to discount that at all. Um, but really I think the, the changing, you know, point for me was, you know, I, I kind of created my own fit book. It was, you know, whatever I'm working at the gym one day and this guy comes up to me at 24 fitness and he said, Hey, um, where'd you get that? And I was like, well, I sell them. Now, mind you, I did not sell them. I didn't have them. <laughs> I, I had my own. And, you know, I had thought about it in the back of my mind. And I had started working on a logo. But, you know, at this time, I was working in the high-tech industry. Um, I had just got my first job at an advertising agency working in high-tech and was making my first six-figure job with a 401k. I mean, for me, at, the, at that time, I was, you know, I, I felt like doing well in my career, but I was very unhappy with, you know, not doing anything that I was passionate about. And so this guy says to me, he's like, well, hey, can I get a couple? My girl, my my daughter is training for, for track. And I said, yeah, how many do you want? He's like two. And I'm like, well, okay, I'll have them Monday. So, you know, he gave me two $20 bills, which I have um, to this day. <laughs> And, uh, I know. And uh, I went home that weekend. I printed them out. I cut them. I bound them. I added the little pen. I mean, I knew exactly what I wanted it to be. And so it, it was then that I realized, like, if this could help me, it can help somebody else. And from there, you know, I had just started my MBA program here at UCI in uh, in California. And, um, you know, it was through a couple classes, entrepreneurship classes and things like that, that I used Fitbook as a subject of some of our courses, which of course people were laughing because, you know, there are people with these amazing inventions and I'm over here with, you know, a journal. <laughs> and, um, so, you know, it was through that that I started a company. Um, I actually started a marketing agency. I, I quit my job. My mom wanted to strangle me. Um, started a marketing agency on the side because I knew that if I had my own company doing marketing, which was what, you know, I was good at, um, I could work on this at night. And so it really was kind of a, a nighttime job that I really started. And it was just a matter of time that once I landed my first retail account, I knew I could actually close up the marketing company and focus on this full time. But that was back in you know, 2008 that I started the company. And it wasn't until 2000, you know, it was 2011 that we landed Target. So, you know, there were quite a few years of struggle and, you know, not making any money. And, yeah. you know, really, you know, I was every, I was doing everything in the business, everything from the products. I was doing my own website. I was shipping my own orders, everything um, until, you know, things started to change when we landed Target. Huh. Well, I think it's awesome that people laughed at you in your program. Not that I think that they should have, but that goes back to, oh, I, you know, 
Like, I wonder how many of those people's company took off or if they just took the entrepreneurship class and spend time laughing at other people when they should have been working on their projects. Because look at you now. Well, and I don't think it was like an unkind, like, oh, look, it's your idea. But it was like, you know, you, I mean, let's be real. It's an MBA program. You're doing sensitivity analysis. You're doing risk benefit analysis. You're doing, you know, the four P's. You're doing all these like things that I learned that frankly, I mean, I'm so grateful for my education, but I was also had the benefit and the you know, the exposure to small business from a young age. My grandfather has owned a business for going on 60 years. My my father, um, we owned a bakery all growing up, which is really funny because, you know, I went from donuts to fit books. Um, but <laughs> I started working in that business at the age of seven and eight. And so I had exposure to, you know, it's not always the best idea that wins. It's who works the hardest. And one thing that I can honestly tell you is, I may not always be the smartest or have the best idea, but I will work harder than anybody else. And and that's at least my ambition and my goal. And so um, I knew that it was like, okay, that kind of challenged me, to be honest, Evan, when people are like, are you sure this is going to work? I'm like, oh, it's going to (laughs) work. Well, you know, it's funny. I should tell the story. So one of my books, um, I had a whole room of women. Like I really wanted to be on the view with it. And I had been on good morning America at that time. And you know, when I first signed with my publisher, they were like, rah, rah, you know, we're going to do all these cool things. Well, when we got in the meeting, there was a room of eight women, which I'm like, yay, woman power. Not that I'm anti-guy at all, but I was just like, you know, sometimes like women can really fire each other up. And I was like, I really want to be on The View. And they literally looked at me and they're like, you're not getting on The View. We can't get Martina Navichilova on The View. And in that moment, <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I am so getting on The View. It and- drives you, Yeah. And I got on The View. I was just, you know, and one of the ways I did that was I just kept reaching out to everyone I knew. And I used to do this thing um, where if I wanted something, I would literally make the subject of an email, romantic dinner for you and a guest. And then I would say, hey, if anybody knows any of these people and is willing to introduce me, I will make a romantic dinner for you and a guest, Um, you know, just for calling. Like, it doesn't even have to... Um, yield anything. Like they don't have to put me on the show. You just have to introduce me. So it's amazing how many times I did that and how many times people were like, oh my God, that'll take 15 seconds. I don't, you don't need to make me dinner. And they would do these things. And honestly, that's how I got on the view. That is amazing. <laughs> and I never even had to make the dinner. Now, granted, I've given that woman like multiple pre- Like I still, to this day, that was like, I don't know, 10 plus years ago. And I still send that woman a birthday gift and things like that. But But it's just like, it's so interesting because if we know what we want um, and then you offer something to someone else, it's amazing how much people want to help you. Yeah. Oh, and I agree with that. And I think, you know, it's tenacity and perseverance are, you know, and and asking for help. I think that's actually a great point. Um, But also, I mean, my team kind of, you know, laughs at me, but whenever we're doing anything, you know, I I do not take no for an answer. And it doesn't mean that I get my way all the time. I think a lot of people look at like the result and they're like, oh, that must have just been easy to get in target. No, it was not like (laughs) very hard. And and I don't want to minimize that. But the difference is that, um, you know, some people, you know, you and myself probably included, and I'm not trying to put us on a pedestal, but we're just pretty stubborn, um, which has it pros and cons, by the way, right? Like in business, it pays off well, you know, personal relationships, maybe not so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, 
I mean, I don't know. It's like, I think we're not going to settle for, you know, for less than. And I mean, I don't really think you sit there and say you're stubborn. And I don't think you're really stubborn. Like, that's not how I would describe it in spending all the time I've spent with you. It's like, you know what you want. You're not afraid to go get it. And sometimes that can be intimidating to people. But on the flip side, it's like, I have never heard you be anything but so ridiculously kind and happy and like this giggle that you have <laughs> is really I mean this is Angela like this is what you get when you hang out with her and I mean sometimes she's even sillier which I love too <laughs> but it's you know it's like we have those two sides where it's like yeah I'm gonna do whatever the heck it takes um to you know I mean most of my tv shows I got because seven different people knew me at the same time because I dropped off so many brownies I mean there were years where yeah. I swear like I I never wore I wear dresses now but I used to wear brownies and I, I mean wear, I, wear brownies. no it's funny that I said that by accident because it's kind of true like I used to wear jeans all the time because I would constantly be like loading brownie platters in you know like in the middle of Times Square or whatever and I did brownies on my jeans and it was kind of cute to walk in a meeting with brownies on your jeans but it's not cute to walk in a meeting with brownies on a dress so oh I think that's adorable (laughs) yeah and I think it's it's doing whatever it takes even at the you know even at the knowing that not everything's gonna work but something will right um and then and that tenacity and like I, I mean perseverance is one of my favorite words in the English language because there's so much meaning behind it you know and so much heart and passion behind it and I think that that's you know the difference or what set me apart when I do meet with these big box retailers and the buyers I think that you know what I've heard time and time again isn't you know, clearly I can give them everything I need from a business perspective. I can give them the velocities. I can give them, you know, our sales rates. I can give them success for my customers. I can give them all the numbers they want to hear. But I think what, you know, I've heard in response is like, oh my gosh, you like ooze passion. And I think passion is an overrated word so many times because I think it takes so much more than passion. But I do think that if you lack the passion, good luck. No, it's so funny that you say that because you couldn't be more true. And I say that to people. It's like if you're struggling, if you're looking for that thing, it's like what matters to you that makes you want to be in the middle of Times Square loading brownie platters with brownies all over you that makes you want to run home and like even when you were saying you bound Fitbook and you did the logo and I'm like whoa wait what in a couple days and I mean honestly I meant to ask at the time like how how much did that look like the Fitbook of today um it's funny you know you know me well enough every time we had Fitbook's birthday um which is in like August uh, August August of every year we do a birthday party and I actually did a little photo shoot last year and took pictures of the actual (laughs) real Fitbook I'm actually in my office staring at it right now it's actually pretty similar but you know I think that the, the product has evolved over time. And I think one thing that has changed with philosophy over time is so of our products. So while Fitbook was our first product and is still, I call it my baby, um, you know, we have evolved from Fitbook, which is a 12-week fitness and nutrition journal. And, you know, it's kind of evolved over time to now we also have a six-week version that is more focused on healthy habits and weight loss. We have our Fitspiration journal, which is more focused on gratitude and a whole line of accessory products as well. And so, you know, I, I jokingly tell people like, you know, when I was younger, you're gonna laugh at this but people called me the donut girl because my dad owned a donut shop and I started working there when I was seven and literally until I was 17 and so people called me the donut
that girl, which I loved because I loved working there. And I think I actually thought I owned the business. Go figure. Um, but now, you know, people call me Fitbook, and is a, and I remember having an issue with this. I went to like a branding conference, you know, and they were having. Um, it was actually Donald Miller, I believe, and he. I said to him, I'm like, but people just think I have Fitbook and I have all these other products, you know, and how do I grow? And You know, I was just like frustrated, right? Mm -hmm. And he was like, Angela, to be known for anything is better than to not be known for any, like, like, you know what I mean? And I was Uh like, well, you know what? And it's not about being known. Let me, let me rephrase that. It's because that, you know, Fitbook has either changed someone's life and I have story after story after story of that. And it's like, okay, you know what? I'm just grateful that that little Fitbook has changed anyone's life. And so maybe it's not the worst thing in the world to just be known as Fitbook. Yeah. It's so funny. The donut, did you know that, um, my office dog's name is donut. Are you serious? (laughs) Yes. So every day you can have a donut, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's why it's like, we love them. We don't need them. That's um, so it's kind of funny. Yeah. And the people are like, you have a dog named Donut. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, so, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you really got started? Like once you decided you were doing this, like what was step number one? Oh gosh. I mean, I literally, <laughs> on this. I know. Uh, I'm sure you could. Yeah. I, I think, uh, well, I mean, clearly I started, you know, making the product and, and started sourcing. I mean, literally I started Googling, like but I knew exactly what I wanted the product to be. And so that made it difficult because it was hard to find a manufacturer to actually make it the way I wanted. I mean, in the early days I wanted the pages rounded, but that added like a dollar to each book. And like, I wanted, you know, I had my idea of what fit book needed to be. And, um, you know, I, I started making the product clearly, but our first production run was just a thousand units. And I had them in my, like literally in my closet at home. And, and all the while, like I'm going through all this, you know, I'm, I, I'm charging forward as though I'm going to, I had three goals just so you know, when I started the company, cause everything at philosophy, as you know, is very goal-based. Mm-hmm. And so my three goals was uh, at the time were uh, number one, I wanted to be in 24 fitness. Number two, I wanted to be in target. And number three, I wanted to be on Oprah. Um, Oprah totally has not given me the love yet, but I accomplished <laughs> number one and two. And, you know, we, we landed 24 fitness fairly early on. We were the idea health and fitness um, show. I think it was in 2010. I saw a really tall guy with a 24 fitness shirt, actually my, my designer and friend Lonnie, who still works for the company. Um, she's like, Hey, he looks important. Go talk to him. So ah. I walked up to him with a Fitbook, and I'm like, hi, um, you need to sell the Fitbook, and I need a meeting with you. Uh-huh. And uh, like three weeks later, I flew up to um, Northern California, had a meeting with seven VPs, and we landed full chain in 24 fitness stores. Or wow. in pubs. And then um, Target, actually, I just found it. I actually found the name of a designer at actually, again, my, my designer actually found the name of a graphic designer at Target. Um, because she was at a local charity. We sponsor a lot of like races and charities and stuff like that. And we ended up finding the name of the buyer and I hounded him and sent him a little red box. Everything I do, I try to send very, you know, neat. And actually that's why Kim, our joint friend, um, ended up having coffee with me, who now is like a good friend of mine. Um, you know, she was like, I get boxes all the time from people that just want me to talk about them. And she's like, you just sent the nicest little note and like a cute little red box. And like your product is really smart. And, you know, and so I think sometimes just being authentic and being like, Hey, what do you think of this is actually more effective than like 
what's in it for me. Um, so, you know, the target buyer ended up giving me a shot, flew out, had a meeting. Um, we went into 100 stores um, in February of 2011. We outpaced sales, um, but we were in 500 stores a couple of months later. And then by September of that year, we went to all 1,800 target stores nationwide. Wow. <laughs> so cool. And, you know, I want to take a moment to acknowledge you for like walking up to him and asking for a meeting. <laughs> no, seriously. And it's funny because, you know, we all have heard 4 million times that it's harder for women entrepreneurs um, than it is for men. And the one thing I will say, and you know, it's harder for us to get funding and all of that. And you can go down that road and you can look up those statistics until you turn purple. Again, this is like going on Facebook and saying mean things to other people. Those things are not helpful. Um, no. What is helpful is to be as adorable as Angela and as unsuspecting. No, seriously. And like to be able to then have the chutzpah and walk up to a guy and be like, hey, you need to meet with me. Because the thing is, you know, part of what makes you you and part of what has got like let me get away with things, especially before 9-11 when I was able to just sneak in everywhere um, I mean, I, you, the number of people that I quote stalked and was in elevators with to get what I want. Cause I like figured out who they were and then figured out where they worked and then got in the elevator at the same time, quote by accident. Um, but if I was like a guy who was at all, you know, not, um, I guess sweet looking, like I didn't, I'm not a threat to anybody. So I can be like, Oh, Hey, wait, you're blah, blah, blah. We need to meet, you know? And they're just like, Oh, so, you know, while we can, as I said, we can sit around and look up statistics about why our businesses won't work. The truth is there's always a way. I, I, I'm very passionate about this topic. People are like, I've been interviewed for many um, things that are about specifically about women entrepreneurs. And one question I get is like, how has it been hard for you as a woman entrepreneur, which is such a leading question, right? And yeah. my response to that is, um, well, I'm, I never considered myself a woman entrepreneur. I'm just an entrepreneur. And so we can look at like all the reasons why it may be tough. Um, but I choose to look at like, you know what, uh, that's just my, my, quote unquote, lot in life. And I never saw it as a downside. And I think if we start looking at like why we're different than everybody else and why things are harder, that's going to be our focus. You know, rather I would look at, you know, hey, here are all the benefits. And and I think that if you shift that focus, you might see things in life a lot differently. Absolutely. And on that note, we're going to take another break, but stay tuned, everyone, because there's going to be a lot more from Angela. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. What is the real social impact that those in the entertainment industry are making? Indie Vision Radio with host Scott C. Brown, the founder of the Indie Vision Project and Maxit Magazine, is a personal conversation about their work in the industry and the impact they're having on humanity. From world health to world peace, you're given a true behind-the-scenes look at what those working in the indie realm are doing to make a positive influence on the world. On the Influencers Channel, tune in to Indie Vision Radio, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America. 
Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We all can use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash VA health and register for free. You can try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get better help today at betterhelp.com forward slash VA health. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with Angela Mater, my dear friend and philosophy empire builder. Uh, she's the founder. <laughs> Remember, if you have any questions, you can call in. But uh, in the interim, I am going to continue to drill Angela. <laughs> um, one of the things, Angela, I know that um, you have heard because I have been with you when people ask, but, you know, we live in an app world now a little bit, and um, I know the value of FitBook. But what would you say for people who haven't seen it yet? Like, why is it uh, much better, as we all know it is, than just doing an app? Yeah, I mean, I think especially when I started the company, you know, you know, nine years ago, um, I mean, I actually created the product probably 10 or 11 years ago. But when I started the company, you know, there were app companies like starting to pop up, right? And, you know, here I am with a, a journal that comes with a cute little pen, right? And mm-hmm. and so I kind of had to be on my toes as far as, you know, do I know why this works? And the truth is that every product is as much as we may um, just, you know, create what you'd call like, you know, cute or functional products, every single product that we create is based on research. And so it was actually a Kaiser Permanente research. And I kid you not, the first day we launched at Idea um, Health and Fitness Conference, Idea World in 2008, um, the study actually came out on the front page of Yahoo back when Yahoo was like the oh, major no source. <laughs> I know. And Kaiser Permanente actually did a the largest weight loss study um, to date with 1,700 participants. And they actually had... The, the people either track their, their health and fitness on paper or not. They didn't follow any special diet or workout program or anything like that. And what they found was people that used a journal and actually wrote pen to paper um, lost almost double the amount of weight um, in the same amount of time. So the people that didn't use pen and paper lost about nine pounds over a six-month period. And then people that used pen and paper lost um, over 20. And so it was kind of this you know idea that you can lose double the amount of weight in the same amount of time by writing things down. But I think what's important too is understanding that this isn't just about weight loss um, and none of our products are like that's not the goal of any of our products our goal is to help you achieve your goals so some people may want to lose weight some people may want to be healthy to have a baby some people may want to increase muscle mass some people may want to just you know get their you know 
cholesterol under control, whatever it is. So it's actually a recent research by Pew Research found that they, they did the study watching people who tracked their health and fitness. And they found that the majority of people um, who used pen and paper were actually more successful. And they quote unquote said, we found good old pen and paper is pretty dominant. Technology does not play a big role. Part of it is like you were talking about when you entered the show, People are so overwhelmed with so much technology, but that there's almost this, uh, I would say, resurgence of pen and paper because we're so overwhelmed by apps and technology. Um, there is actually research that shows there is a cognitive function that happens when you take the actual physical act of putting something on paper. And so was I that brilliant to think that nine, 10 years ago? Mm, probably not. But yeah. does it work? Yeah. So if, you, if you've noticed, though, in the last few years, we've seen you know, the increase of, you know, bullet journals or like the kind of like the new latest, greatest thing. And, you know, paper planners are making a comeback. And so I like to say that at the time I was kind of bucking the trend of what was popular. But honestly, it was only because I knew that it's what works. And, and at the end of the day, that's what matters. You know what's so funny? A couple of weeks ago, I, or maybe it was even last week, I had, no, two weeks ago, I had Wei Hong on the show and he's uh-huh. a money anxiety breakthrough coach. And he actually encouraged everyone to write things down in the traditional pen and paper way. Um, because he said, like, there's something about that action and he's Asian and in that uh, sort of I don't even know what you'd call it. Like, just a very um, Mind- some people, it's right. And and he does salt baths and all sorts of things that are very ritualistic and, and um, you know, ancient Chinese secret kind of. Um, I'm not saying this very well at all right now, but I think we get where I'm going. But I just think it's interesting, like two guests in a couple of weeks have, you know, brought this to light. And, you know, how can that really help us? Yeah, and I think the other thing is, um, as much as, you know, maybe Fitbook and and a lot of our early products were more about health and fitness, you know, our latest product, the Fitspiration Journal, is really about gratitude journaling. Um, We still do keep a health and fitness component, um, but really research showing that gratitude journaling is like, uh, it's like a magic bullet. I mean, it reduces your stress. It increases your sleep quality. They found that people that journal gratitude on a daily basis are on, um, on average active about 40 minutes more than people that don't, because you actually are connecting your mind and body. Um, you have better, stronger relationships with people. You have, um, healthier self-confidence, all these things just by picking up a pen. And so every inspiration journal, you journal just every day, three things that you're grateful for. And I tell people, look, you can buy a inspiration journal. Great. I would love that. But pick up a sticky note and write down three things you're grateful for right now. And you will actually just shift your mindset completely. It is nearly impossible to be writing things that you're grateful for and be cranky. I completely agree. And I think I've shared this before, but I have this vision of what I want every that I read every morning. And one of the things on there that is the silliest of it is that my <laughs> closet is filled with clothes that make me feel my most girly. And it's funny because you know how sometimes we as women go in our closets and we, you know, try on the whole closet because we're in some sort of issue and we don't love something. And then we take it off and put it on and take it off and put it on. So I even envision things like that. And then um, Larry Broughton, who was on, uh, I think, like week two or three, he also said that when he goes to sleep at night, as he's going to sleep, he goes through everything he's grateful for. And that way, when you go to or when you fall asleep happy, you wake up happy. And I think 
most successful people that I've met have some sort of practice along these lines. Oh, I agree. I mean, it's kind of like the the Marie Kondo approach, you know, in her her book, she talks about things that bring you joy, right? So like I tell people and and I actually should practice this more, but like, you know, if you're if you go in your closet and you see something that, you know, maybe it's something like, you know, everyone has the pair of jeans that are like, "Oh, I'm going to totally fit back in those," right? <laughs> but, the, but the truth is, how does that make you feel about yourself, right? Like get rid of them. Like or put them somewhere else so you're not seeing them so this whole idea of sparking joy I love that that book um is really the same message as you know surrounding yourselves with things that bring you joy and getting rid of those things that don't and and finding that inner peace and joy and I think gratitude is a huge part of that wow yeah I mean as I said and you know people also say surround yourself you know, you're the sum of the five people you hang around oh, most. Yeah, yeah. And again, like you have to be careful. You're not, you know, dumping people or whatever. And it's life isn't all about, you know, your social circle and whatever. Like, but, you know, one of my girlfriends is just great at vacationing, honestly. Um, and she's, um, I mean, she knows how to unplug and she's, um, you know, not type A like you and I, but she's one of the most valuable people in my life by far because she keeps me grounded in that way. And then being around people like you, you know, inspire me. Like every time I leave conversations, even if we're just hanging out <laughs> at a bar or something, it's amazing how I come back all fired up with ideas or or things. And, um, and so, you know, people, like I really want people, and I mean, when when you're hanging around people who aren't eating healthy, it's harder to eat healthy. So just yeah. be really mindful of those things too, obviously. And I actually, I, I would say, you know, you said something which is interesting, you know, you don't want to go dumping people, but whenever it comes to like who you surround yourself with, um, you know, the five most close people, it doesn't mean that you don't associate with people that are, you know, maybe they're not always happy because maybe they need you, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe right. they no. need you. But when it comes to who you surround yourself with on a daily basis, who you go to to seek counsel, whether it's in your business or your personal life. I think that we should be choosy. I think we should, you know, clean house sometimes because here's the thing. It's not that they're not good people, but it's that you want to surround yourself with people that are going the same place you are. And that's in a positive direction. And so I I think sometimes it's okay to be like, you know what, I'm going to still be kind to this person and loving. And if they need anything, that's great. But the people that I'm going to seek out daily are going to be people that I like the term level up. I, I want to be around people that make me want to step up to the next level. Right. Whatever, and whatever, whatever that is, business, uh, faith, you know, personal life, whatever that is. No, absolutely. And that's exactly, you said it much more eloquently, but that's exactly no, where no. I was going. Um, okay, so we, we only have a few minutes left, but I would like you to touch on, you know, if somebody has an idea and they think it's great, even if a couple people have laughed at them, but they're sure that it's like made a difference to them or could make a difference to other people. Where would you suggest they start? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I get this question a lot um, and I actually get a lot of messages like, hey, I want to start a business. You know, what do I do? And, um, you know, I'm actually working on a actually content for that to help people do this because I think that my calling beyond philosophy is really to help other entrepreneurs kind of, you know, achieve that dream. But I also think specifically, um, if you have a product idea, it's very different than, you know, a, a service business or, you know, a coaching business or all these businesses you see popping up. Um, one of the things that I think people forget is capital. 
you know, having an idea is going to, you know, be the very beginning. Um, but, you know, do your research. Know what else is out there. Um, where are you going to manufacture this product? Do some Googling. Um, find, you know, somebody that does something similar in your space or that you look up to. Ask them to have coffee. It's amazing how many people are like, yeah, I'll have coffee with you. Um, but I think the other thing in that is be prepared. So I've had you know, coffee with people that wanted, you know, my insight on their business, and they didn't know anything about me. And it, it's really a respect thing. Like if you're going to ask right. for someone's time to get their ideas in your business, you come knowing number one about them, because that's respectful. But number two, come prepared with what you know, um, what research have you done and put the time in. I think a lot of people see what is built over 10 years of time. And they think that it just happened overnight. And the truth is, you know, that does not happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think also, you know, you have to be careful to, to find, I, I would say, surround yourself with people that think your idea isn't that great and learn from them. Why don't they think it's great? Sometimes they have better input that might improve the product or the idea. Then surround yourself with cheerleaders, people that are like, yes, you got, you can do this. You got this um, because you need kind of both those people in your corner. Um, don't shun the people that don't like your idea because, you know, frankly, you need those people. If I didn't have all those people <laughs> telling me my idea wasn't all that great, well, I needed to know why. And if I could kind of, you know, uh, approach that and, and deal with that, then you're going to deal with that in your customer base as well. At the end of the day, you don't work for yourself, you work for your customers. And so, um, you know, I tell people all the time, business nowadays is so much easier to get started. You know, I love Shopify for getting an e-commerce site up literally overnight. If you're not, you know, on Amazon, you should be selling on Amazon, you know, put them out there. People start buying your product. It's really easy to see early on if you've got a market. But do all that before you sink tons of money because, you know, especially product businesses are very capital intensive. So be smart about cash flow. Um, it doesn't matter how much, you know, your idea is brilliant. If you can't make money at the end of the day, it's a hobby. Right. Very quickly. So we have three minutes left. First, okay. I want to I want to make sure we tell people where they can find you. Yep. Okay, uh, our website is getfitbook.com, um, and we're on all social media outlets as Fitbook by Fitlosophy. And I know that this is well more than two minutes worth of content, but you've mentioned <laughs> capital a couple times. Where yeah. do we begin in two minutes or less? <laughs> oh, I, mean, I know, I right? Where I started was, you know, I, at the time I had an idea for a business. I had a friend who had a little extra money who wanted to start a business with me. And I said, if you want to give me any money, like I have this idea. And so he was an angel investor. So friends and family is a great resource to find somebody that believes in you. At the end of the day, they're going to invest in you not your idea. Um, I think he knew at the time that I was a good investment, you know, because I am a go-getter. Um, the other thing is save your money. If you're not willing to put your own skin in the game for your idea, then, you know, it may not be your life's calling. <laughs> um, it has to be something that keeps you up at night that you're willing to sacrifice. You know, I skipped many happy hours because I was passionately working on this business. Um, and I, I love the saying, you know, I'm willing to do now um, what others aren't willing to do so that I can live the life later that others won't ever have and it's I said that really poorly but you get the idea <laughs> so you really were working all those nights that we weren't hanging out <laughs> uh, just like you Devin just I like know you. right oh yeah like I'm <laughs> that's pretty funny well you know for those who really want to start businesses I have no like affiliation to ABC or Shark Tank or anything but it is interesting you know to talk to my friends and to watch you know there's so many reality TV shows that aren't real at all and not to say that every word of Shark Tank is or is 
isn't. But I do think it gives you, you know, the level of prepared that those people are is crazy. And then you do hear, you know, we hear the sharks saying all the time, like, I'm, you know, I believe in you. I believe in you. If you have another product, come back, you know? Yes. And yes. it is that. It's the people and the passion. And and same thing with I love watching The Prophet. So yes. on that note, we unfortunately have to end. But remember, to find more about Angela, go to getfitbook.com. And thanks so much, everybody. You know, if you have more questions, I'm taking them every week. And I look forward to listening to or hearing everybody next week. And uh, Angela, thank you so, so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Devin. Have a great one, everyone. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week. Starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.